Hello. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Okay, I'm so happy. We have not. Yay. The fuck buddies, we have not actually looked at each other while we've done an episode since like June. Since glitter. It's been a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I have, I go back and forth with how much I can handle with video chatting. Uh, it's, it's mostly not a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I- exactly. Exactly. And, and no one would blame you for such a decision because we're all just fucking tired of Zoom. We're all tired of, um, needing to do this whole situation. Yeah, I, I don't, there's something specific about the fact that I can kind of look at myself when it's happening. I know that I can put it away, but then if I completely put it away, then something terrible and dumb is going to be in the background or whatever, yep, you know. Yep, I do. I know that. Um, <clears throat> I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is All the Fucks, a podcast where we discover and mine and go through the magical uh, secret footlocker treasure troves of each other's most vulnerable, squishy, soft-hearted, uh, embarrassing, more words. We, we, there's a lot of burrowing. Uh, dog, dog paddling through... Dog. Are very goopy feelings. Oh, they're so goopy. <laughs> they're so goopy. Uh, can I tell you what I had goopy feelings about today? Give me. Yes. This is this couldn't be more classically me. Uh, so my friend Falana Fox was like, oh, I'm doing this 21-day um, uh, mindfulness thing with the the Chopra Institute. Mm. It's real easy. It's like a like a 15 minute meditation a day and then you write a little something. And I was like, you know what? I need I need something. I need something. Um historically I'm not great with meditation, but that's why every time I say that people are like, "Oh, the better reason for you to try meditation." Then I'm like, "Well, now I feel like an asshole and I guess I should try meditation." <laughs> this has happened so many times. Of course. So many times. So, I am going to stick to this 21-day thing, but what happened this morning is uh, I laid down, which I know is my first mistake, but I was like, I really want to just, like, relax into this. I want to really, like, I can tell that I'm I'm having some um, resistance to it, so I want to put my full self into it, and if I just sit up, then I will shift around the whole time. I lay down, I fall asleep, I wake up two hours later, and then I wake up mad that I wasted my morning. No! Like, the 15 oh, minutes of meditation, garbage. which I caught most of, was nice. Yeah. And it was good, and it was, like, inviting abundance. But, like, oh, my God, I just woke up so angry. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. I remember the first time that I did meditation, I was in college because I don't know if, I don't know how far and widespread this is, but did you have to take a class called Voice and Movement in college? Oh, we had two different classes, but one was, like, yeah, speech and voice... Mm-hmm. And one was movement for the stage. Voice and movement was essentially mandated yoga. Oh, but, ew. I mean, it wasn't bad, actually. It was, as an 18-year-old, my first time doing yoga. I was into it. I really liked it for a few years. Uh, and it always ended with a meditation. And our professors were like, it's really important that your meditation is you still being present. And I would fall asleep every time. And I'm like, isn't this the goal? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl. Right. You're not supposed to fall asleep. You're supposed to let your mind just be, as opposed to your mind being like, bah, bah, bah. I need to keep talking or I'm going to turn off totally. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hello. <laughs> yeah. That really is it. That's really it for me. If it's not like fully engaged, then it's shutting off. It's goodbye. Bye. Well, I I'll mean, see you so in two the re- hours. right, exactly. Well, the reason why I think that I was so why I was so like ugh about your, I think that it's important to um, open avenues, especially for young performers uh, or even anyone who's going to do presentation stuff, like lawyers, even. Yeah. To say like, here are some ways that people get into their headspace. But Mm -hmm. I was presented with so many things as, like, this is the right way. Mm. And you should be doing this. Um, (sighs) And that wasn't wasn't entirely from my college professors. Some of it was, like, when I moved up here and there were still people who were doing shit like that at rehearsals, which is a waste of time and I hate it. Um, I, 
like whatever your thing is that works for you if it's alexander technique like whatever it is if you want to go get rolfed so your whole body is like free and your viscera is viscering then go for it but like if you told me i had to take a yoga class with my co acting people Mm -hmm. i would be like i would like a three-page dissertation as to why this has anything the fuck to do with my entire future oh dear god yep 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 I do feel that way. Although I, I have to say, and like this is only to your point because it's about like if you like it, then do it. Don't mandate it. But um, I've been in virtual acting classes now for eh, ten, ten weeks. Ten weeks, and um, and what we're doing right now is just straight up Meisner, and it feels delightful it feels sure. so good because all it is is just human connection and i'm like people yeah <laughs> like, yep. like just be with me your brain my brain uncomfortable mm-hmm. vulnerable all of it give it give it give it to me so yeah i do like amazing. that <clears throat> i think that i'm uh i mean i think it says something too about where i'm at that it would be a lot easier for me to have that mindfulness moment where i am paying attention to someone because or because maybe something else like I don't know if it's because I would be fully invested in them or if I would be so excited that someone was fully invested in me for 10 minutes (laughs) well right I mean yes it feels it it absolutely feels uh, uh mutually delightful to like really be attentive to someone wholly and also to be fully attended to it's yeah wonderful we don't really do that anymore nope Myself included. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, be not proud and shit. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, part of part of my issue, too, is that I told you I didn't like the... I didn't hate, but I didn't feel connected with the, the BetterHelp counselor who I was yes. matched with. Yes, And I know you can get other people, and I know blah, blah, blah. I know everything. Um, but I wanted... I wanted my first match to be, like, a magical camaraderie with someone who is going to yes. help me heal myself. Yes. Of course you did. Yes. It would be so nice. Like, yeah. But instead, it's just a human goddamn person. Yeah. <laughs> who probably does not yeah. light your fire in myriad oh, ways. It's, I mean, also, I walked in there with a lot of expectations, so. I love expectations. <laughs> Oh, I love them so much. I have so uh. many. <laughs> they won't ever leave me alone. And my brain's no. like, but what if they? And I'm like, no, they're never. And brain's like, no. but maybe they could. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, like, when I think back on any new experience that I had as a teenager, like what any milestone thing where you're like, I'm going to my first um, I don't know, high school dance or whatever. Like uh, a whole narrative in my head, whole, whole oh, thing that I have girl, concocted. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> You've got the magic moments scripted out. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know every song. Open and waiting yes. to receive. Yes, it's all there. And why shouldn't it happen? Shouldn't life be at least a little bit beautiful? Yeah, but I don't think it's ever going to be like I'm Claire Danes in my so-called life. Which is the biggest lie we've Although, ever been sold. I am dressed like her today. Yes, so. you are, yes, you are. Oh my god, I love it so much. Oh, so 90s-tastic. Do you like mm-hmm. my earrings? I, lo- I barely get to wear these earrings because they're too I big for I love them. I love them so much. They're just big. They're really light. Where are they from? Things. Just oh, like the street, I think the dollar store or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody take a look. <laughs> Everybody take a quick look. Um, Rainbow, probably. If Rainbow. I was gonna guess. Yeah. So basically, the street. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's really just the street with some walls. <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally, two pairs of leggings that fit me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, oh. Um, so I'm really excited to do this with you, and we are excited to do it with you, fuck buddies, because my friends at Mortified, I love Mortified, by the way. If you love our podcast and and you 
just want more, like years and years of backlogs, find the Mortified podcast. It is wonderful. I appear on there. Uh, I am a regular Mortified, I was a regular Mortified performer. Uh, I love, I absolutely adore them. They are more curated than Lillian and I are. Um, But they released a card game called I Can't Believe I Did That. (laughs) And it is wonderful. So here's, (laughs) so what you're going to get today and what we're going to get to do today is we're not going to go into full giant stories which is maybe kind of the delight of it because they're not these big stories that marked our life. They're moments here and there of uh, embarrassment and bizarreness. So here's how we play. There are moment cards and there are spark cards. So a moment card is played, is put down. Imagine it like Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Right, you've got the card that the person initially draws and plays, and then everyone has to respond with what's ever in their hand. So the spark cards are what's in your hand. And so, because you and I are, of course, on Zoom, excuse me, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm gonna do a random pick, and if it doesn't work, I'll do another random pick, but it'll be like a mandatory draw, all right? All right. So wait, are we playing for something for score? Or are we just using these as prompts? Just prompts. Okay. Oh, especially because like Sorry. I'm sorry, Jen. How can I win with my <laughs> emotions and story? I don't It's so good. Guys, this is the only Capricorn energy I ever need. <laughs> I was literally I was just um I just want to know the rules. <clears throat> I like rules. <laughs> I was just on a Zoom call with Lauren Milberger and oh, nice. um, and our friends Rebecca and Elizabeth, and uh, both Lauren and Becca are Aquarians, and Elizabeth mm. is a Leo, and Becca's new dog is named Leo, and oh uh, cute. And Becca was like, I can't stand him, and I'm like, well, that's because you have opposite signs, like especially Aquarius and Leo, like they don't. They're, they're usually competing for leadership, and Aquarius gets real tired of Leo's shit, and Leo <laughs> probably thinks Aquarius just is a total isolated weirdo, which... Oh, man. N- not wrong on either count. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Wait, Leos are isolated weirdos? No, opposite. Leo, oh, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, opposite. But Leos would, like, okay. think that of Aquarius, and they would have I that feeling as, like, a stronger feeling than mm-hmm. most of us because they are sister signs. And I was gotcha. like, I don't know. I fucking love Capricorns. Like, give mm-hmm. me all the Capricorns all the time. <laughs> I will melt We're an them. acquired taste. We're both goaty and fishy. Yeah, that's what I love. That's what I love. That little heart is song. <clears throat> okay, so here's what we're going to do. The moment we are going to describe a moment when you were super lazy. Okay. And oh. and I'm going to give you the spark and you tell me if it doesn't work. Okay. If it doesn't work, I think the way we'll just move the game is like I'm not going to mandate it. You can be like, "No, that card doesn't work." I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to be like, "All right." <laughs> I'm usually very withholding with things like that, but I guess I'll be open about that. <laughs> Look at me withholding. <laughs> um, okay. A moment when you were super lazy about failure or about death. Who do I have to pick one for both of us, or I pick one for me? You. Okay. Um, I don't know if this counts as. That's tricky to be like lazy about. This is so wonderful. It's like therapy Mad Libs. Um, I know, right? Uh, I don't know if this is exactly right on, but I, I consider procrastinating and lazy almost the same thing for me. Yes. Because the same effort that it takes to do something that's the opposite of lazy is the same thing that gets me out of procrastination. Um, about failure, I was, uh, in seventh grade and it was the first time I had ever gotten really bad grades in any class and it was pre-algebra now I did not want to be in this class 
Um, I knew that I was slightly remedial where it came when numbers were concerned. And my mom did not want to admit that. So she had me take these tests and I placed into pre-algebra instead of like, I don't know, normal seventh grade math um, when I really shouldn't have been in there. And I knew that. Oh, God. And I fell behind so quickly that I want to say it was the middle of the year when I had to show my mom the report card saying that I had a D. Now, had I said anything to literally anyone, like to the teacher about extra credit or coming in after school or um, had said something to my mom about, like, I'm not really getting this, my mom was a very unhelpful helper when it came to math. She was as bad as I was, but she wanted to pretend like she was good. Oh, so she God. would she would fake it, and then I would get all f- fucked up and confused. <laughs> and also, like, this wasn't new math, but, like, she definitely was taught how to do things very, very differently from a million years ago. So, anyway, I waited and waited and waited and waited and didn't ask for help, and then I kind of stopped doing my homework because I was really confused. And then I had a D on my fucking report card, and I felt like... A failure. Yes. And I knew, like, you can't not give your mom a report card. Mm. You can't be like, oh, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> They're going <Yeah>. over this. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a, a neutral emoji. <laughs> yeah. I love the neutral emoji. So, and when I handed it mm. to her finally, which I had been putting off and putting off, and I was lazy too because I, I, I got so down on myself about not understanding what was happening that I didn't try anymore. Like, I was so used to picking up on things quickly. I didn't know how to put in that in structured time. I didn't have good study skills. And I I was like, fuck it. I'm sure it'll magically get better. Yeah. And to my mom's credit, when I told her, like, I was weeping. And she was upset, but I think that, like, my hysteria about it was, she was like, we're going to figure this out. It's okay. I think I wound up getting, like, a C in that class. Like, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. It was such, like, a fucking traumatic moment. Oh, my God. It's okay. I figured it out. I still can't do math, but. I I figured it out. I'm crying now. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Can't you tell how fine I am? I. Um, Yeah. I was, um, I, I wasn't that fucked up about it. Um. But I would say the most, like, I'm also going to talk about super lazy with failure because um, I was not super lazy in my geometry class. I was trying. I'm my normal amount of trying, which is not super (laughs) hard (laughs) because things come to me easily. I hear you. I hear you 100%. Right? So, like, I, but uh, geometry, just my brain did not. And I was so mad because everybody was like, oh, artists do very well with geometry. I'm like, well, I'm an artiste. So, but I did very well with algebra. Algebra oh. and my brain got along very well. Geometry, not at all. I got a D in that fucking class and I was so, oh. and I studied. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I, like, whatever I did, <laughs> I opened a book and I like pressed it to my face. I was I, studying. I felt like I was making an effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I studied, um, but I, I got a D, and that was the most afraid I have ever been to take home a report card, uh, ever, because I couldn't avoid it. However, I will say that when I was younger, right, like, they, they would, you not handing in your homework would, I don't even know how much it affected your grade, because I otherwise got, like, straight A's, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever it was, when I was in, like, middle school, probably from the ages of, like, 9 through 13, when I was in middle school, uh, they would, if you didn't do a homework assignment, they would immediately issue you a paper to bring home to your parents, (gasps) right? So it was like you bring it home in your folder. You didn't do the assignment for history. Mm. Here's the paper that says, I am this person's parent and I know they didn't do their homework. Ew. Oh, God. Which was the worst. Yeah, that's terrible. I was really good at doing my homework, but there were things that I didn't do and I still got straight A's. But... Uh, the, the way that I got really lazy was I got very good at forging my mom's signature. 
<laughs> my mom has the most beautiful signature oh. almost of all time. Um, I, I, I love her handwriting, and I always have, and I got very good at doing her signature, so I would just bring that home and not show anyone and trace her signature and bring it back to my teachers, and that is what I did uh, most of the time. I didn't get those a ton, but mm-hmm. um, I got them enough to get good <laughs> at signing mm. her name. <laughs> I can still forge my mom's name. <clears throat> right? My mom's signature. Yep. And she was left-handed. Mm. So that was, that was a tricky thing, because I had to get that slant right. Mm-hmm. Guess what that means? That means you win. <laughs> I won. You won. Good for you. I won it failing. <laughs> geometry if we had hung out together we could have done each other's homework oh my god yes i would happily do all of your algebra by the way i'm gonna go back and say i don't love geometry it's like the the only thing that i can um probability not statistics probability um logic the venn diagram i had to for psych i had to take it three times that's how terrible i was kirk Stats was yeah, supposed I, to be really hard. I yeah, obviously it is. never took it, but I was I walked to be... into the class straight up not even understanding <clears throat> the vocabulary that they were using. Like I <laughs> I didn't uh, I was it wasn't even just like I don't get these concepts. I was like I don't should I am I supposed to know this? Why why would I know? Yeah, it was rough. Why would anyone know this? <laughs> people did. Other people did, no. it weren't me. No. At a liberal arts college, no less. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had to take that class three times. I'm going to keep the death card out, and um, we're now going to jump into a moment when you were totally oblivious. A a moment when you were totally oblivious as a misfit or regarding death. Ooh. Can you go first this time? Yes. Okay, so... um, and, and by the way, if you need extra prompts, they give you, like, they give you further words on the card. So, like, Shoot. on, mis- on wow. Misfit card, which I'm going to uh-huh. choose, Misfit in regards to appearance, music taste, religion, a personality clash, or, like, hanging out with uncool kids. All right? Oh, my God. So, that's All how right. they flesh that's, it out. That's so a wide berth, yeah. A moment when you were totally oblivious in regards to that. I <laughs> I remember I would go to punk shows uh, at, at firehouses. I mean, <clears throat> I presume that's sort of the way that, like, alternative kids hung out everywhere. Firehouses? Firehouses. Firehouses. Uh, yeah, like, different ones. So, like, you'd go I'm to listening. the firehouse or sometimes VFWs. But at the firehouse, there would be, or, or there, oh, my God, I can't believe I've never told you this. The place that it happened the most was King Buffet, which, Jennifer, is that a Chinese restaurant? It sure is. But hello. Mm. Hello, Peberg, and all the shows at King Buffet. King Buffet would close their restaurant by, like, 8 p.m. on Friday and or Saturday nights, and they would open up the restaurant to, like, a 100 ne'er-do-well children. <laughs> This is the most wonderfully wholesome thing I have ever heard in my whole life. I loved the King Buffet. And you and you know, of course they cleared out all the food and you'd have all of these like <clears throat> uh foam and vinyl chairs that we would sit down at and like a koi pond while hardcore bands played and yeah. while uh-huh. all the kids moshed and skanked and shit. So at King Buffet King Buffet was where I spent many, many, many Friday nights at punk and ska and hardcore shows with my best friend, Brittany. And um, the best part, unequivocally, about being a teenager there was meeting boys from other towns. And Mm. there was was one night that I... uh, that will be emblazoned in my memory forever where I met this really, really adorable guy named Chris. And he and I were, um, we, we had a really good conversation going. Uh, but, you know, maybe, you, maybe you've noticed I'm not too much of an alternative-looking kid. <laughs> I look like I'm going to sell you fucking Malto meal. <laughs> so... As a kid, here I am with, like, no coal eyeliner and no 
like raggedy ripped up Jinko jeans. I'm just in like, you know, a cute shirt with, with my blonde hair and like all excited and very teeny bopper. The kids would have called me a teeny bopper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and he and I were chatting, and he's like, oh, I can't, you know, it's sort of weird, like, seeing someone like you here, blah, blah, blah. Do you listen to, what do you listen to? And I was like, oh, I really like ska. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're into ska? And I'm like, yes, Save Ferris is my favorite band of all time. And I start going on and on and on, and I see his eyes narrow, and I realize that he's wearing a Save Ferris shirt. So he thought that I was a poser for just naming whatever band I saw. And I wanted to climb into a hole and die. (laughs) Boo. Boo. That sucks. Yeah. I gotta tell you, a punk show at a at a Chinese buffet is punk as fuck. It was so punk. We were there for years. Oh my and God. I, eventually King Buffet stopped letting us go so often. So that's when we turned to firehouses and VFWs. But man. I don't, I don't. Is there Elks downtime Lodges. at a firehouse? Okay. That VFW and Elks Lodge makes total sense. But like. We used to go to the Elks Lodge in Dunellen, which had like a fucking ballroom. Oh my god. Gold ornamentation everywhere and big chandeliers and I have pictures Ugh. of like mosh pits under the chandeliers. That's, That's wonderful. Right? There is a dirty ass Elks Lodge not too far away from here which um people have actually recommended to me for burlesque shows mm-hmm. and so maybe like I I think I've mentioned to you I think the next iteration of of nightlife is going to be very different. I don't think people are going to be ready, nor really should they be, um, even once people start getting vaccinated, to be packed in like pickles again. Like, I think that bar yeah. shows are going to be tricky for a while. But it, the way I am hoping things are in six months to a year, maybe if you get a big enough space then you can that you could have 50 people in and hope that they're not all on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the like Elks Lodges. rooms where we all can open our arms wide and spin around. And you know what? Not for nothing. Pandemic or not, that's the kind of personal space I want, bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on. This is the mm-hmm. personal space we've always deserved. Get the fuck off my ass. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. My friend apparently, um, I think it's over by the Life Cafe. My friend posted a picture of um, Tompkins Square Park bagels or something. Mm-hmm. Too bougie to be on Tompkins Square Park, but this is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And people all, like, wearing masks, but, like, congregating. Standing in a line is the easiest time to have six feet away. Because yeah. the closer you are doesn't mean you're getting in faster. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time to get your your wingspan on. Uh-huh. Uh, and yet every time I'm in a line, even when we were at Costco, where like outside in Bayonne, there's like lines painted on the damn sidewalk now, I had to turn around and be like, hey, I'm moving up to the next line and you're going to move up to this line? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I put it. I was like, Are, is this what we're doing? Yes, I figured it out. Yes, it is. This is where you're going to stand. It's the way that you manage people without them knowing they're being yeah. managed. <laughs> Also, they had a dog, which did not even have, like, an I'm a fake companion dog, whatever, vest on. (laughs) And we saw them later, and they sure enough fucking had that dog, so I don't know if they shoved it under their coat to get it in or what, but, like, ugh, that day was very stressful. Anyway. Oh, my God. (laughs) uh, Wait, going back, can we just pour one out for Chinese buffets? Because who knows when theirs are going to come back? And, yeah, Chinese buffets... I love, I love flat, the flat crispy, but chewy somehow inside with the sesame, the breads with the sesame seeds on top. Here's what I, here's what I remember from the best Chinese buffet in the world, which was in Williamsburg, Virginia, which merged with a, um, a Mongolian barbecue. So it had both Mm. two of my favorite things in the whole world. Um, uh, uh, little, 
rice dough, dumplingy things. Also with sesame seeds on the yes. outside with sweet bean paste on the inside. Uh, that weird white almond jello, which I know I've talked to you before about. Yes. Um, which I recently got arrested for, which I'm very excited to make. Totally thought you were going to say, which I recently got arrested for. And I was like... Which I recently... <laughs> I would get arrested for that shit. Yes. yes. For sure. Oh, bless. Uh, come and give me coppers. <laughs> <laughs> Not unique at all to uh, Chinese buffets, but hmm. I, I, there is no soft serve that ever tastes better than the unlimited soft serve <laughs> that's available at a Chinese It's so buffet. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Similarly, I just want a world where I can just have sautéed baby corns and water chestnuts. Yes. And only at a buffet can you be like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm only taking, taking what I them. want. No, no. But just that's, I, I'll go to individual, each different dish that has that. And I'm like, these are mine and these are mine. And then like, and then like a couple of cashews, but I don't like cashew chicken because it's usually dark meat. So I'll just take the cashews. Ooh, I think I would love cashew chicken. Mm, I'm so sad. Oh, I know, honey. I know. Oh, and then at the Mongolian barbecue, you can just get like, you can get those like thin slices of lamb. I used to like to get it with like pineapple. Oh. All right. So sorry. What were my prompts supposed to be? Okay, you can choose either um, being oblivious about something misfitty or something deathy. Death includes uh, ghost stuff as well, afterlife mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but any way in which you were a, re- a an oblivious rebel. Or oblivious in regards to the life cycle. <laughs> I, um, I mean, oblivious to being a misfit was really most of my upbringing, Girl. so that's tricky. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a specific, because I definitely was I, the person who was aware. I played with Barbies for too long, but I was aware of it. I mean, too long, whoever, whatever the fuck. I played with them. Until I was shamed into not playing with yeah. them anymore. Um, oh, okay. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Um, it was definitely middle school. We were outside and this guy who I've talked about before, um, but I don't want to use his name. He was a brilliant piano player and also very socially awkward. So the fact that I was proven to be less in the know than he was, was very upsetting to me. Um, But somebody was like, oh my God, James and Jennifer are over there Frenching. And I was like, what's Frenching? (laughs) And they were like, "Um, tongue kissing. It was also a a girl who was in our circle, but was the first one to tell you when you were an asshole. You know what I mean? There's always (laughs) that one girl who was like, "Um, don't you know the blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, girl. Calm down. Take it down um, a notch. Uh, actually. Act- actually. And she was, like, tongue kissing. And I was like, could you see their tongues? <laughs> oh, baby. I knew so little about anything. Yeah, right. But, I mean, if you had asked me, like, to describe a kiss, I probably would have involved some tongue in, like, I think that I knew that tongues were involved. I knew it wasn't, like, the peck on the cheek that you give your mom. I knew that kissing was different. I think I would have called it maybe, like, open mouth kissing or something. But, anyway, upsettingly, then I just went and stared at them for a while (laughs) to try to figure out what it was. So. <laughs> um, Creep, creeper, creepy creeper son. You want one more really brutal one from me? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Okay, in the realm of music taste and obliviousness, this is awful. It, it, I wish I didn't remember this the way I do, but I do. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so in seventh grade, Spice Girls were 
everything, everywhere, mm. all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't own the album. I didn't actually like them that much. Like, I, 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 Wannabe had already come out. Wannabe had had its moment. And they had moved oh. on. They had moved on to other songs. And I had just started watching MTV. <laughs> I just started watching MTV. And I was very excited about this because I was flummoxed by the fact that I was still so fucking uncool and I was like what am I not doing that the cool kids are doing like I was like that too I was like I'm great (laughs) yeah yes exactly and I'm like oh how do I fit in more oh and, and and I think someone kind in my class even tipped me off like hey do you watch MTV and I was like no scribble okay BRB so I started watching MTV, and I was very thrilled about this. I'm like, I'm going to oh, be God. cool. It's going to be great. And I think whatever was TRL at that point, which I don't think TRL even existed, but whatever. Um, uh, I, you know, there was like the, here are the new releases for this week. Right. And the Spice Girls had just released their song, Say You'll Be There. And the video. I don't think I know that song. Can you um, hum a few bars? Say You'll Be There. Giving you everything, all the oh, joy. All that joy. It's their best song, which I thought right. when I was twelve, and I still think now it's a banger. Um, and the video was really fun, and it was done sort of like a Mission Impossible kind of thing. It was in the a, a desert or on a salt flat, and everybody's doing like martial arts, and they're all in like I don't know, like um, like drop drop suits, like base base drop. Base jumping suits? Jump jumpsuits? Yeah, yeah. Yes. They all sure. pretty much look like they're about to jump off of a plane, but you know. Okay. Anyway, it's a very action-y uh, song. And it's a good song, and the video was interesting. And I was like, I like this. Okay. Well, <laughs> so in seventh grade, <laughs> we watched a lot of movies in school, and I'm really not sure why that happened. You know, no, we did too. We did too. What the fuck? We watched so many movies in school. And in our science class, we were spending a day watching movies. So the lights were off. And what happened? Uh, we weren't supposed to be working. We were allowed to, like, talk quietly together. And mm-hmm. in our science class, we had big lab tables. So, I don't know, like, four to six kids sat. Oh, yeah, at yeah. Table, right? And I'm sitting with a bunch of girls in my class. Uh, not necessarily bullies. Like, none of them were the bad ones. But they weren't. I almost gave myself hiccups. Uh-oh. Not necessarily bullies. They were not classically like, my bullies. Bully adjacent. Like, at yes, any moment, they, they could they flip were, over. A thousand fucking they, percent. If they smelled that power, yep. Mm-hmm. Girl, it was their day. I was bleeding oh. in the water. I was bleeding in the water. And so we're all... <laughs> We're all sitting at this lab table, and I'm just listening, and I'm just sort of minding my own business and, like, oh, working. Girl. And they're talking, and they're like, MTV, Spice Girls. And they turn to me, and they're like, hey, Jen. And I'm like, is it happening? Is it my moment? And they're like, so have you heard the new Spice Girls song? And I was like, oh, my God. It is my moment. Why, yes, I have. And they're like, oh, you have? And I'm like, yeah, like, I, 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 I just saw it the other day. And they thought I was fucking bluffing. And they were like, um, and they were like, yeah, you've heard the one, the kick butt one? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know if that's what it was called. I, they, were, they were singing a really good song. It was in this desert. <laughs> they were in base jumping suits. And they're like, they're like, you remember how it went? And I'm like, no. And they're like, we're going to teach it to you. And I'm like, okay. Mm-mm. And I, I like s- it. I smell it. Thank God I smell it. But I'm mm. every alarm on my body is like, shut it down. Shut it down, mm-hmm, Jennifer. And I'm mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. okay, teach me the song. And so they, they, they add in some choreography. But here's what they decide they want to teach me. Kick, kick butt. That's what we're going to do. And they're like, that's the song you heard on TV, isn't it? And I'm like, 
I don't, I, I guess, again, it was a really good song. They were in a desert. Like, I swear to God, I'm watching it. <laughs> so they have me sing this song. I mean, honestly, it seems viable. <laughs> I mean, to be frank. <laughs> Can't but, that's what we're going to do. Can't but, but, but. Put it in the fucking pop music from the 90s algorithm and you're there. Yeah. So, of course, it is a ruse, but they teach me the song and they teach me the choreo and they're and and the final moment of horror was cool. Now let's take you to the other classroom to do it. And I'm like, "Oh, no." And I get no. up with them and I start walking with them and they're like, "Come on, we're going to show the other class the song you learned." And I stick my head in the class and I see the bullies turn around like waiting and I'm like no no absolutely I'm not doing shit oh my god run run Run. and I did I ran down the fucking hallway and I'm like never again never ever again it was horrible and the worst part the worst part was that I had watched MTV I had seen that music. You did the thing. I did the thing. You followed the rules. I followed their dumb you social You did the cool rules. rules. I did the cool rules and they tricked me anyway. Trash. I hate Trash. it. I, I hate think uh, I think it's Pete Holmes who has a thing where it's like, why is it bad to be gullible? <laughs> like, I'm the asshole because you lied to me and I believed you. I don't think I'm the asshole. Thank you, Pete Holmes. A million I mean, Pete Holmes is definitely a boy version of you and me, for sure. So ah, it's <laughs> yeah. Is his show crashing? Is that his show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's on HBO. It's pretty cute. Um, Don and I are actually, I started rewatching it just because I was missing the shit out of New York and New York-y things, and it's Very New York-y F. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, I don't want to go on a tangent, but I don't even know what... <laughs> Of New York is going to be left. I know, girl. By the time all of this is over. Well, for, for whatever it's worth, I think it will feel how it used to feel. I think all of the old cockroaches, not in a bad way, all, all of the families that have lived there for a million years will still, the bodegas will still be bodegas. You'll still have that, like, ah, you can't kick me out of here. I've been living here my whole life. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so I think it'll have very, like, 80s energy? I don't mean the people necessarily. Mm. I think that the people who have dug in, who have burrowed in like sand crabs, like, yeah, I think that those people are still going to be there. Mm. What I'm talking about is, like, the institutions, like, Mm. are all of the Mamoon's falafels going to be there? Probably, because those are takeout. But, like, is our... I don't know, all of the places along McDougal Street that have been there for a million years. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Peter Luger's is going to make it out alive. But, like, all of the places where you're like, oh, well, this is a New York must-have. This is a thing. Oh, man, we've talked a number of times about going in and getting Katz's Deli, and we haven't done it. We should do that. Oh, yeah. Because hey, they're still open for takeout. Uh, girl, that yeah. night that you and I went, just yes. like, oh my god, so perfect. Oh god, it was we great. We just happened to be there at the same moment. I'm like, hey, where are you? I'm picking you up. We're going to Katz's. That was amazing. I was like, I'm at the Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, bless. Bless. I want to I oh. do that very badly. I don't think I've told you. Maybe I have told you this. One of my favorite parts about uh, quarantine at all has been that I am in consistent communication with one of the managers of the Second Avenue Deli. And it is the light of my life. This is the little old man. I know that story. Yes, yes I do. do. He's been in touch with me and he just checks on me. And he's like, how is my little pierogi? And I'm like, adore you. <laughs> That is the cutest thing. Oh, my God. He, well, now I just want pierogies. I Jesus. Know. I know. Yeah. Ugh, is there anything better? I'm sorry. Never. Did you, say, did you say potato inside of pasta? Did you say potato in a potato? I'm sorry. And wait, what do we do with it? Do we dip it in sour cream? Nom, nom, nom. Oh, sorry. 
Who needs arteries? Fuck them. Uh, is it just as good fresh made as it is from a box frozen? Why, yes! <laughs> I mean, probably not, but it is a pretty good food that transfers I to. don't. I've never had a bad pierogi. Never had. That's, I've had bad pasta. I have had bad pasta, but not a bad pierogi. <laughs> we actually have a, we have, um, oh, I, maybe, I think they're still around. It's called Jola. There's a um, Polish deli right in Jersey City Heights. I. That makes fresh pierogies and stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, we had a neighbor who had to make a run to Newark. Uh, to the Ironbound, and our neighbor was like, hey, we're going to go to a Portuguese bakery. Do you want And I was like, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. What is it? I want five. Dude, they are these beautiful little custard cups, and I forget what they're called classically, but you Uh, know, you've seen them. If you've ever been to a Portuguese bakery, they're right. um, If I've ever been to Lisbon for three minutes (laughs) we were we were in Lisbon for probably five hours oh you loved Lisbon and I loved it I loved it I loved it and we didn't even get to eat a full meal there but like while we were on the little streetcar thing they were like here is a traditional custard cup thing and I was like so fucking good. Are there more? La yes, la la. There are always more. And so my neighbor picked me up some fresh fucking Portuguese custard cups and they were uh, my business. <clears throat> so good. That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah, I love that journey for me as well. Oh. Do you want to do one more card? Yeah, one more card. Okay. How are we doing on the Zoom timing? Because it looks like we're at 47 minutes on the recording. Do we need to stop and go again? Or do you have a paid Zoom account? I don't have paid, but I think when it's only two people, you can go however long you want. <gasps> Shit. I didn't know that. Right? Okay. It's not giving me any prompts that are like, hey, shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> yay. Yeah. Um, whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay, boo-boo. This is going to be... And I can draw another card if you like. But it wants a moment when you thought the world revolved around you in regards to death or in regards to a sleepover. Ooh. <clears throat> How interesting. I mean, the sleepover story, uh, I have sleep. That's not like revolving around me though. But no, I know what you mean because I think I think we should tell those stories too because there is the the sense of like everyone's looking at me. Look at how embarrassing I am. I ha- I ha- I I gotta tell you, I feel like I flew under the radar at sleepovers generally. I don't know why. Thank. I don't God. know what I did. I well, not first it. of all, I didn't have I didn't have sleepovers at my house. Yes, number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't go to sleepovers where I felt like people were gonna attack me. That's entirely possible, too. Um, I remember specifically, uh, this isn't what you asked for, but I remember specifically a sleepover at my uh, my friend Lisey's house. I don't think that she was involved in this, but, like, somebody had, I don't know, chewed up a junior mint and spit it out in the corner. Who knows how long it had been there? It could have been one of this girl's brothers. Like, it could have been... I don't know why, why suddenly there were, like, all fingers pointing at my friend Roxy about her having chewed up and spit out a junior mint in the corner. But it's just, just that one thing where people are like, you're nasty, you're gross, you did a gross thing, and now you're a gross person, and everyone knows you're gross, and shame on you, and aren't you gross forever. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't remember a bad... Oh, that's a pleasant realization that I don't remember a bad sleepover or not anything that happened to me. Um, that is really good because I definitely remember unpleasant sleepovers. Ooh, mm. revolving around. Wait, uh, what were my other choices? Um, revolving around me about death or a sleepover. Is yeah, that right? or I can pull another card to replace death as. Pull, pull something to replace death. Nickname, pet names. A mean teacher, a friend, family, or the hot guy at the food court. Wait, but it started out with nickname, is that right? Nickname, and then those are like where the nicknames could come from. Someone you okay. hate, someone you love, well, someone you I definitely person. haven't told this story before. Um, I have two nickname stories. One mm-hmm. was, um, so I don't, uh, I'm going to have to, s- to spill a little to make this happen. Um my, uh, Lillian Bustle is my show name and my legal last name is Finger. 
And I don't know why, but in middle school, a lot of people started calling me phalange, which is like phalange is the the bone. Yeah, that's that's what that's what your fingers are called in in Latin. I in guess. In doctor speak. In doctor speak. Um, so to the point where when my Odyssey of the Mind team went to the world, the world competition in Boulder, Colorado, when I was in eighth grade, um, we all got like nicknames put on the back of our shirts and I had phalange put on the back of my shirt. Um, that was not necessarily a name that I loved, but I was so happy to have a nickname that wasn't upsetting that I was rolling with it. I was like, (laughs) girl, a million percent. Yeah, you can call me that all day, all day. Um, because, I mean, I had nicknames like um, Fat Albert on the on the school bus. Uh, the The one that was the one that I hated the most when bullies were stupid and lazy about their bullying, mm. where they would be like, mm, "I oh wow, I just thought of another one. What was it? Oh my god." I want to say, I want to say Mama Big Mouth or something like that. I I had Cass Elliot for a while, which is, I was like, you're not making me sad with that one. That's fine. But it was like Big Mama something something. And then this guy at church camp. And again, I told you, I I was mostly like popular at camp. So when things happened where like it wasn't working out right, uh, it was very confusing to me. This one kid started calling me Sugarloaf as if that was a bad thing. And I was like, I think that sounds kind of cute. And he was like, that's gross. And I was like, what is a Sugarloaf? And he was like, if you don't know. And I was like, you it's don't know either. That's a beautiful place where you ski. Like, what the fuck? Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I, and this was Virginia. It's not like he was referencing the artist's <laughs> village in New York. <laughs> And then later on, like, when I worked at Colonial Williamsburg, I was like, it was literally, like, how sugar was imported was, like, packed into a loaf or a cone. And I just remember looking at that kid and being like, I don't, what's happening in your home? Yeah. Yep. Get creative or go home. Make it Um, make sense. He was relentless, too. And... He was short, and that was also confusing to me because the short boys and the gay boys were always my friends because we were like, oh, everybody wants to make fun of us. Let's hang out together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, so the fact that a short boy wanted to make fun of me, I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. <gasps> Stu. I don't know if that's your name, but let's call you Stu. So I had a really strange nickname, and it, it's, it's sweet. What my, what my parents called me. Um, but it is strange as fuck. And it comes from a really smart thing that I did as a toddler, which huh. was if I, once upon a time my brain was remarkable, if I didn't know a word, I made up a filler word. And my Ooh. filler was used everywhere. It huh. was like, it was like, what like Smurf? About XYZ. And the word that oh. I made up was hinnered. So if I wanted to say a sentence and I didn't know the words I needed, I would be like, we need to go to the Hinnard to see the Hinnard at, at 12 o'clock Hinnard. Like, and so my parents were enamored of this and I was Cute. called Hinnard for the rest <laughs> of my life. Um, and this became a problem when that's so funny and weird it's so weird <laughs> it's so sweet my father loved calling me Hinner. Uh, again my dad was a really good dad when i was a baby <laughs> and so he called me Hinner all the time and so when they would show up for school functions my dad would call me Hinnard. And he was not other, I mean, he was a dad who didn't give a fuck, um, yeah. but he he wasn't, like, overtly trying to embarrass me. He wasn't that dad. <clears throat> but he called me Hinnard in front of kids, and kids were like, what the fuck is Hinnard? Oh, I mean, I doubt they were cursing. <laughs> dad, come on. And I had a friend of me who I spent a lot of time with and who was at my house a lot. Um, and she heard my dad called me Hinnard all the time, so she would call me Hinnard uh, to make 
fun of me. And the worst part was she was really 50-50, maybe, mm, maybe even like 70-30. Like maybe 70% my friend, 30% a shit to me when it seemed like the social currency could go her way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the worst was when she would break out Hinnard at school and be like, do you know what Jen's nickname is? And I'm like, shut the fuck up! Stop it! <laughs> and I just, like, the, oh. the level of mortification and embarrassment. And then, like, a bit be, it's not like, oh, her, her name is, like, Pookie or, or Cookie or, no, it's a word that no one understands. It's another reason <laughs> to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Like, come on. That's some bullshit. That's it's a made-up thing. It's some fucking bullshit. But, yeah, people Terrible. absolutely okay, paid attention. It's the most Lostima. <laughs> <laughs> Gordo Lostima. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, do you want to do one more? I mean, I've got, like, I don't know. I've got, like, ten minutes before i got to go. <clears throat> to a appointment. I, I don't know, man. I don't think that we can wrap up one more thing, each of us. This is five fair. minutes each. This is fair. You want to <laughs> talk recommendations? You want to talk how your little heart is doing? Oh, yeah. I just watch an incredible... I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, but I like... I like a lot of psychological um, mysteries and things like that. And I would go ahead and chalk this up to that. Um, there is a movie that's on Netflix right now. Because, of course, if we're like, we have time to watch a movie, it'll take us a half an hour to figure out what we want to watch. Uh-huh. And then we're like, maybe we should just watch an episode of something. Yes. Um, but last night we watched uh, a, a movie called Annihilation, and it's from two years ago. It is a mostly female cast, um, including Jennifer Jason Lee and also um, Natalie Portman. And I hate that I can't remember her name, but Janelle Monae's ex-girlfriend, who's really pretty. Oh, I don't um, know who she's dated. Uh, a, a wonderful cast. Okay. Um, and also the guy from the new Star Wars thing. Ooh. Oh, no. Maybe it's stopping. Oh, oh uh, no, there we are. No, there we are. We're good. No, we're good. Okay, great. Sorry. No, it's just <clears throat> low power. Uh, my phone. My phone sucks. Um. Regardless, the whole concept is that uh, this Natalie Portman was in the military and so is her husband, but now she, like, is a, is a professor of biology somewhere. And you realize at the very beginning that her husband's been dead slash gone for a year. The whole idea is that this weird shimmer is what they call this, like, rainbowy bubble has just sort of set itself up over this lighthouse in a national park in, like, Washington State or something like that. And nobody knows what it is or what it's doing, but they know that it's growing, and everyone and everything that they send in does not come back out. It's a movie? Yes. Sounds like the shit! It is great, and the visuals are stunning. Yeah, it's a it's a women led cast. Uh, it's it's a uh, the team of women that goes into the Shimmer is diverse. Um, the character stuff is great. The visual stuff is great. When you find out what's actually happening, you're like, holy shit. shit. It's a concept that I've never seen in sci-fi or, I don't know, speculative fiction or whatever, ever. It was so cool. And the payoff was great. Like, I, it was a little thinky. So if you don't want that, then don't watch it. But it was really, I loved it. And I think you would, too. Hooray! I love that. Thank you yeah. so, so much. Yeah, it was a little um, melancholy, but it was good. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'll just go there when I'm actually already melancholy. Yes, then, that's the trick. And then navel gaze for a, a good long while. While I trick myself that, no, navel gazing is a great idea. But maybe, <laughs> maybe you should think about it more. Um, all right. So, um, it is not out yet. It's coming Mm -hmm. out on Friday. So fuck buddies. It will be right after this airs. Amazon prime is launching a show, uh, an unscripted show called the pack. Okay. What this is, it seems like an amazing race show that is people with their dogs. 
You go on adventures all over <gasps> the world with your dog? I have seen I have seen previews for this. Oh my god. It looks like first of all, I will never stop crying. That just goes without saying. <laughs> uh, so prepare to cry endlessly, but it also looks like the most feel good possible uh, just like overwhelming feels i'm sure dogs fucking die on this show there's no no, question. no girl you don't think somebody is gonna be old and and at the end of that season for the owner to be like and this is the last thing she wanted and it no was- <laughs> i'm not watching that shit i'm not watching it just so boring look if i were a producer on that show i would think that was good television <laughs> Which is why what if I a don't... dog falls off a mountain or something? I can't watch that. <laughs> what you should do, what we should all do to prepare for this, is to watch Twitter vigilantly when the show oh. releases, so you can see if something awful happens. And if it doesn't, look, I'm sure it's only heartwarming for like at least half the season, or whatever's happening. Anyway, this show looks like everything beautiful that you're that you're atrophied. Tired, lonely, isolated little hearts need. So I'm going to watch it. And yes, I'm absolutely going to pregame on Twitter because I can't handle any. And I don't watch unscripted TV. I just do not. I probably should. There's some really trashy shit out there. (laughs) I have no no capacity for that kind of thing right now. Mm. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot to tell you. Huh. Guess. What Please. I'm doing later this week. What? So, um, fuck buddies, I am, quick plug, I'm giving a TEDx talk. I so, was going to ask you to talk about that. <laughs> I was surprised that you hadn't. But I, I was going to get there. I just wanted to rant about dogs for a little while. Um, sure. Fuck buddies, I'm giving a TEDx talk, which means both Lillian and I will have uh, fat acceptance, fat lib, lib uh, TEDx talks out there in the ether, <clears throat> which is amazing. Um, I'm giving my talk on Tuesday the 24th. I'll make sure in the show notes it links to the TEDx platform's Instagram. So if you want to register to watch the lineup, you can. Uh, our, yes. our guest, Kia Brown, from <gasps> September is also a speaker. She's going to be, I'm sure, talking about her disabled and cute venture. It's going to be wonderful. It's, it's going to be marvelous, and I'm one of only three white women on this whole lineup, so it is very much inverted in the, like, who's, who's the token? Um, token white girls, which is great. All for that. Um, I say that because I'm spending these days leading up to my talk um, doing Zoom rehearsals with friends uh, because there's no other way to talk to human beings. And I reached out to a friend of mine from forensics from uh-huh. when we were competing together and she and I she's majestic by the way Yay. she is uh, I hope I, I don't think I'm misgendering her she is queer um but she she's just this mad black Jewish fairy and she's fucking brilliant. She's an incredible activist. She Yay! actually she does her activism and like has a fucking doctorate in the racial activism of LARPing. So she is a doctor of LARPing and how LARPing I'm I'm butchering this, but I I, I think I have the gist of it. Um from someone who has never LARPed. She studies how and and performs how LARPing can help uh, marginalized people reassert the power of their personas outside of the racial and classist and gender binary structures of daily life. God. She's fucking amazing. She's always been amazing. She was amazing when we were teenagers. I loved the shit out of her, and she has only grown up to be this incredible person. And so I was like, oh my God, do you want to do like... OO practice with me and she's like fuck yeah you and today I reached out to Gabby and our friend George and I was like hey no pressure guys but I'm gonna be hanging out with Jonea over zoom and I feel like this is the reunion we have been deserving for 20 years all four of us are gonna do a forensic thing (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy. These are some of my favorite people. Like, 
there's a handful more, but like, it's amazing. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. I'm more excited to hang out with my old forensics buddies than I am to even deliver the speech. Oh my God, that's so great. Oh, so great, so great, so great. Yay. So that's my, like, that's my fucking hooray this week. Hooray. Oh. So good, so good. Oh, oh, my last, um, my last yay is that I think I told you my Sucreabe. Yes, this perfume company that I'm obsessed with that Jen and I just both ordered from. Um, oh, I got a thing. That it's not. It hasn't shipped yet. It's like ready to ship. It's been. It's been registered under whatever the shipping right, right, thing right. is. Like they print out their shipping. Thing. Right. And then it yes. sits in their warehouse for however long. Yes. Yes. And then also the beautiful um, sheer chiffon robe that I ordered from that beautiful maker in Nigeria is on its way. Is en route. That's exciting. Yes, 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 yes. I can't wait for the endless texts. Oh, yeah. Or maybe Facebook stuff. messages because our phones don't play nice together. I'm just going to wear this thing all the time. It's going to be my new. Yes. Love it's it. gonna be my new, uh, my new lounge wear. Beautiful, perfect. All right, I love you. This Fuck. was great. This is fucking great, right? Like, let's we should, do this. yeah, yes, forever. <laughs> I love it. Um, Fuck buddies, always feel free to reach out to us. We love you. We hope you're okay. We hope you're thriving and happy and well and uh, and um, and that's all, folks. <laughs> Minute, <laughs> <laughs>